0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Republic of Minnesota, welcome to In the Closet Objectivists. I am Corey Baum, once again, in the new year with the crew, Dr. Megan Ribbon, Stuart Hayashi, and we also have Garrett on the line, too, so I'm going to bring Garrett right up. Happy New Year, everybody. Hello. hello. How's it going? Hello, hello. Happy
2: New Year, guys.
1: How do we say Happy New Year in Hawaiian,
0: uh, Stuart? I don't know. There's a way to say it, but... I, I'd have to look at a guide. You, you have to change the letters around because there are fewer letters in the Hawaiian alphabet than in English.
3: All right. I a leaky new well, year. There.
1: Okay. We could <laughs> do that. The uh, closest I got to Hawaii was drinking a H- Tahitian treat on uh, New Year's Eve. I had a Tahitian treat. <laughs> do you guys ever have that? It's, no, it. I hope what's that's a it? drink. That is, it's a, it's a it's a drink from way back in the day. It's uh it's just pop. It's like uh, fruit punch pop or whatever. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I hadn't had no. it since I was a kid. And I was, I was at my buddy's uh, north uh, up by uh, Saint Saint Cloud uh, here in Minnesota, and um, he, I, you know, I had a couple of drinks, or whatever. But then I saw a Tahitian treat, and I, was, I got I gotta have that. I haven't had it since I was like ten years old. You know, going to like a uh, a mini market by my house and i'm like I, tahitian treat i haven't seen it forever so i had one and it's hmm. it's just fruit punch is basically what it is and but that's as close as that uh, anything that i got uh is it, to is Hawaii it like over. hawaiian punch kind of but better it tastes better than hawaiian well to me it does yeah and it's it's uh kind of got some fizz to it so yeah hmm. it's kind of like a yeah it's kinda more poppy. like have you ever had a cactus cooler yep those i've had too that that's been a long time now. That's taken me back. That that one. Jesus. I I that's been a long time for that. Uh who makes that?
3: You know I don't know who makes it actually, but it's it's still around in Southern California. I haven't yeah.
1: been able to find it anywhere else. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, so anyway, uh, get back to it. So so yeah, break we're back from the New Year. I had to take a break that after the New Year. So my wife and I, we go to my friend, my buddies in Big Lake, which is about an hour and a half northwest of here. Um, and um, the last couple of years, we, well, we didn't go last year, but the, the last couple of years uh, on and off, we go up there. And um, I think I'm getting really old. Uh, I couldn't, I got up there uh, probably about 830. We get into town. We meet a friend at the bar, the little small town bar up there. And I hadn't ate anything. Uh, and so like, I'm like, I can't start even thinking about drinking unless I get something to eat. Uh, so, but and we're at the bar and I said, well, what the hell? I'll just have one. Uh, it was, I just had a seven, seven and, uh, I have that. And then it's like, okay, well I got to, you know, I could already feel it. It was like immediate. So I'm like, we, we, so we, we, we leave the bar to go to my buddies. Uh,
2: Oh, cool. and, you gotta practice.
1: Oh, I, it, I'm just old man I, you I, I just hit the hit the wall so I, I go uh to so we go to the, my buddies and I have to eat right away so I get something to eat and then I'm tired and I lay on the couch and it's eight thirty, <laughs> and I'm like falling asleep and my friends are like punching me and like trying to get me up and stuff and I'm like uh, leave me alone you know but um uh, so I, I I you know I just wanted to take a, just a quick break you know and then get get the second wind going. And, um, so it took me like a half hour. I finally got up and, 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 and I got a second wind and, and, but I still didn't really drink that much. Not like I usually do on new year's. So I was pretty, and then I was, as soon as the, as soon as the clocks went to midnight and we did the thing and uh, I went and fell asleep, but then I woke up a couple hours later and played some poker and then went back to sleep. And yeah, so anyway, uh, i didn't get wasted i had a fun time uh, but you know i didn't uh, i didn't go all out so the next day i was perfectly fine and uh uh i'm out of uh, I, I guess i'm just too old to really to really hammer it down and, and continue on like i used to but yeah that was my new year's uh to make it a long story how was your guys's and
3: that's a sad thought you know being too old to uh it, to party on New Year's. You know, I think I know. They have rehabilitation clinics for that. They will actually, <laughs> they will actually get you back in shape so that you can drink more.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
2: Now was... practice makes no perfect.
1: I was going to, I was going to see if, if Meg had uh if I could use the brain exchange to get, you take Mike's consciousness into somebody else so that they could enjoy. Then, then that other body could enjoy the new year's and, <laughs> Uh, uh, no sequel. If that, yeah, see, in <laughs> bank, see. Sequel. Uh, uh, brain exchange on New Year's. Uh, what do we call it? We got you a brain. need some
2: that. poor volunteer sucker to like deal with your hangover. Yeah. <laughs> and the,
1: yeah. And the yeah exactly. That so honestly, it, so
2: had I, that occurred to me, clearly I had <laughs> not come un- yeah, well. to the depths of the technology.
3: unromantics. Two. Corey goes to White Castle.
1: <laughs> yeah perfect that that's about right too yeah uh okay so hey uh uh so we could get into more new Year's stories if you guys want otherwise if it was just kind of whatever because i i find too that the holidays now I, okay so i'm 42 years old man so like these holidays like they're the same like christmas is like the same now like the kids you know basically they get what they get. It's the same little toy, whatever's in uh, popular. And then, then, then we have the dinner and then, and then it's like a week and then we do the new year's Eve thing. And it's like all these holidays start getting to be like, okay, it's the same thing. And you know, uh, I just, you know, so I I need to find a spark somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's the same. Every year is the same thing. (laughs) Uh, so what's that?
0: Oh, I, I apologize. You know, I no, should ask a... you about the ethics of you know being a parent and dealing with Santa Claus, because I have my, a New Year's story, but it's actually more of a question. Yeah, I, I mean, you, we... so is this okay? What's well, then again, well, that's what
1: I was going to do. that. Let me do the housekeeping stuff because I want to get that out of okay. the way. Okay,
0: okay,
2: right, hang on. Housekeeping.
1: No, thank you. Sleeping. I'm come back in an hour.
2: I'm
1: you one towel. towels need sleepy. I'm you
2: one extra pillow.
1: Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of
2: God. And that
1: was me uh, at about nine o'clock on New Year's uh, night. So <laughs> <laughs> until they finally got me up, they finally got me dragged out of there and uh, and got me going. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and the TuneIn Radio apps. And, of course, follow us on Blog Talk. We get no new followers on Blog Talk, so no one new to introduce to you guys. Uh, Patreon, you can support us there, or Meg's Patron account. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com backslash Corey Baum. That's in the Closet Objectivist, but it's called Corey Baum. And my news headline is, um, all my resolutions are done for 2018. Uh yeah, I no longer am fat and we have all of our advertisers. That's my wishful
2: And now headline. we can we can segue into uh debauchery and degeneracy. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Uh, it's just, all, and then re, re uh, Yeah, so anyway. Um uh, uh, start getting paid. Yeah yeah, yeah. What, what? Yeah. At least a couple bucks here and there. Yeah, would be good. Thank you. Yeah. For getting there. <laughs> So, yeah, so Stuart,, uh, your question about New Year's uh, go for it.
0: okay, so so in Hawaii, well, we do have a, a very large evangelical Christian population, but it's not pervasive, like in the South. you know, we're not like the Bible belt. So mm-hmm. you know you can't live a relatively live life relatively avoiding that. but you know, but because of the East Asian tradition, Superstition is really strong in Hawaii. Like everyone's superstitious. Like you can't go to a doctor's office in Hawaii and not see one of those good luck cats. Mm-hmm. I mean you know, they might as well they might as well pass a law saying to be a doctor in Hawaii you have a good luck cat. You know, that's the idea that, Yeah. What's a good luck cap? It's a figurine of this white cat.
2: It's like a bobblehead, right?
0: Yeah, it has a paw raised, and it's supposed to bring good luck to your business. Oh, so it's no. for business people. Business people have to get it uh, for the sake of pros- uh, to prosper.
3: So I should get one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you'll finally finally get rich. Maybe your cats just did not exactly. on the job so much. I
3: was wondering. Yeah, I've got two <laughs> real cats, but they they bring me nothing but bad luck. So. <laughs>
0: So, yeah. so we have this ritual with my family where you're supposed to eat a type of soup on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day for good luck to bring a prosperous year. You know, and um, it's not it's not a horrible tasting soup or anything, but like you you know you you have mochi mochi you know in Hawaii we know what mochi is we eat mochi you have you put dried seaweed in the soup you put clams in it. You know, and uh, you have to eat it to have a prosperous year. And I go along with that. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't see why I should avoid it. But I do have qualms about it. I mean, if when I, ref- you know, when I refrain from saying, this is superstitious. You know, you don't have to be superstitious. Am I being complicit? Am I an accessory to propagating superstition?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So to tie, okay. So you were, you kind of went off into like talking about Santa Claus, right? Earlier too, or was that? Well, I wanted to ask that, about that too. Yeah. Well, here's the I mean, thing, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm torn here because I kind of already uh, uh, started out bad with the whole Santa thing <laughs> and the elf on the shelf too. Right. So we do that, but my kids, they haven't, look, th- my kids are smart and, and, well, <clears throat> I know they know, but we just play like we don't, you know. And
2: because
1: uh, I, cause I, ha- I was conflicted about that too. Like, should I tell them? Should I just? Because I'm, I'm like, because here's my thing. Like, I don't want them to think that, you know, something. My theory is that you, if you believe, like, when you're really young, like there's a Santa, right, that's watching you, and this it's, it's like kind of conditions you a little bit, you know to be like you know uh this, there's i have to be good because there's somebody some entity out there watching me so i have to conform to that and i you know and and if 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 i'm not you know then i'm going to get punished in some way and and it's like now you should just live for your own live your own life and you know let let others live theirs and that kind of stuff but but i just don't want them to get conditioned to like now some governing body you know to to dictate and say you know, come and do as I say, and obey, you know, I just, I'm worried about that whole conditioning thing, but I, I kind of started off, you know, when they were younger, and we did the whole Santa thing, and then I was like, ah, I, as I kind of grew more into, you know, becoming more of an objectivist, I'm like, ah, you know, every year, it's kind of a thing now, you know what I mean, where, like, we haven't had the all-out, you know, uh, rational discussion about, you know, it's like, I haven't said and they haven't told me that they no longer believe in Santa or, uh, they, you know, or whatever Easter bunny or, you know, whatever else, uh, you know, but I've, I've asked them a couple of times and they ask me about these things, you know, what do you think? Right. So if they say, uh, you know, I had one, one of my, uh, my my youngest said a couple of years ago, is is mom hiding the eggs? And I said, Well, what do you? Th-? This is Easter's obviously. So I said, well, What do you think? And she's like, I think she is. And I'm like, Okay, you know, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So um, yeah. I'm, I know I'm going off here on your question, but um, yeah, I no, I worry a little. Yeah. But I worry. So here's what I would say. If you, you know, if you do like you, Stuart, you know, you take uh, a shot of something or you, you know, right. You, you, you know, that it's not real. You, you already have the, the base of that. It's not grounded in any reality or whatever. So you know this, but when you're, when your brain hasn't, your frontal cortex hasn't uh, developed yet, right. Right. You, you're susceptible to that. And once that little, my my problem is once that little nugget gets put in there, it's really hard, even though once it's removed, it still is there. There's a remnant of it there. So like later on in your life, like I'm afraid that one day that, that uh, even though my kids probably don't believe anymore that, you know, that in like 10 years, right. They're going to say, well, that wasn't true, but maybe this is, and that's my worry, right. Some magical thing comes along or they have some, you know, friend, and they're not, you know, they're not thinking, they're not, you know, thinking it through, and they're not, uh, you know, uh, checking their own premises and, and whatever. They're they're just floating abstractly, you know, along, and and, and something hits them, and they're like, "Well,
2: well of course, this could they be true." Have free will. I mean, give them right. some credit here. You know, like, they yeah. have free will. They can say, "Yeah, this, this I'm not buying this." Right,
1: right, yeah. And that's what I, and I know that, that I hope that that's, you know, that's what, and and I do tell them, hey, you got to think for yourself, you know, use your mind, uh, you know, and I try to explain the best I can about reason and that kind of thing, individuals and stuff like that. Um, You know, part of the thing that that I say to them too is, I'm not, I, I want you to think for yourselves, but there are certain things that I need to do. With and for you, because I have a responsibility to you, you you have not developed enough to make your own decisions fully. So I have to be able to guide you so that you make, you know, appropriate decisions for yourself in some cases, most a lot of the big cases, you know, I, I want to, you know, I don't want them to, they can't be adults, you know what I mean? You can't just let them be completely... You know, because they don't have the they don't have the brain yet developed. So
2: yeah,
1: uh, I just worry about that that them catching bad ideas and integrating them and then getting that. And it's just me, maybe you know, freaking out. You know, um, but you know, I just I I worry. Bad ideas can really uh, impact you. So anyway, that's
0: my long answer. (laughs) Well, well, the thing is that. I have already have in mind what I want my policy to be as a future parent. What I would want to tell my children is, okay, this is a ritual that people perform, you know, because they, because it adds to the fun. You know, it's part of the season. You know, it's, it's fun to indulge in your imagination, but I don't want them to take it literally. There's not literally a Santa Claus watching them. You know, there's, there's no, there's literally no magical elf that has a flying sleigh pulled by reindeer and all of that, but I was still worried about something else. I mean, if I upfront with my children about that and all those things, I mean, what if what if they're playing with uh you know the neighbors' kids and they tell the neighbors' kids about it? Are, am I in danger of my children being seen as a bad influence? So I wanted to ask you about that, now? Megan. Megan Garrett, what do you think?
2: You know. For Christmas, um, um, there was, you know, one of the one of the parents was Santa at Gracie's school, and I just said to her, "Oh, look, that person gets to be Santa," and it was really fun. And she was fearless; she just ran across the stage to get her present, it was short, which was bigger than she was. Ultimately. Oh. Um yeah. And then, you know, my my parents wanted to take her to see Santa the zoo because we have the most precious pictures of her. Um, and there I said, oh, yeah, look, now somebody else gets to be Santa. And then on Christmas Day, I had this Santa Claus pajamas, and would have had, like, a little hat for her. Um, I was like, now you get to be Santa. So she got to enjoy the fun of, of the whole myth um, without laboring under any illusions. And, and, you know, like, I didn't go into this long, you know, too toddlers, too young to kind of go into an explanation of, you know, why people tell their kids stuff that isn't true, and I don't really have a good answer for that anyway. Um, you know, I've literally never lied to my child. You know, I'm not I'm not right. a, about to start now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was
0: it
2: it was just fun. You know, she had to be a champion. She was so good at it, and she was. It was the same as it ever was. And and let's be
1: honest, the 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 whole, all the kids really care about is the presents. Anyway, it doesn't matter how they get them, right? So I, I I
0: cared a lot. No, I cared a lot. I wrote, I wrote letters to Santa. I I even asked Santa, you know, do you believe in UFOs? And I'm not. Uh, That's not a joke. It's not a joke. I do. That's a literally true thing that I did. Yeah. No, I, did. I only wanted the presents yeah, I, mean,
2: I, I, I I like <laughs> the idea that You know, Santa was sort of this agent Of justice, and if you were a jerk um, You know, he would treat you accordingly And if you were nice which You know, he would reward you And, you know, well, it, I, I it, mean, yeah. again I think when yep. Gracie's a little older I'll present it that way Like, this is a nice story about about Justice and benevolence And generosity the Judges, but, yeah.
0: Don't you think that Santa just giving bad kids a lump of coal, that's going too easy on them. Why not be a get tough on crime, you know, right wing conservative and bring back Krampus? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe build a wall yeah, around I, their house or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I think uh, your approach is very good, Meg. Um you know, yes. keep the the character in the story basically, but it's kind of redefines who he is. You know, it's kind of a, a floating personality uh, rather than and an idea, more of an abstract idea than an actual person, you know, flesh and blood, who actually lives at the North Pole and actually flies down on Christmas Eve. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, as she gets older, you'll probably have to explain to her that other kids actually believe this because that's what their parents told them. And, you know, in order to keep the, the secret for them, you know, it's kind of a family secret that we know that, that there's no real Santa. Um, I've, I think I heard it. Yeah. Parent.
2: Although, I mean, I, describe I just, it that way. like, I don't, I'm, unless there's like force being initiated, I'm not the person to kind of intervene on the playground. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I Oh, I remember I remember, I remember it being Well, and playing yeah. with all of them, right? It, like all of her little friends and I I found that I mean, at least for me, I've gotten absolutely nowhere by trying to arbitrate. You know what I mean? I I am not a referee. You know. Sure. True.
3: And Kids, <laughs> kids will talk. Being thrown,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um I I was just thinking back to Christmas when I was a kid and you know, we were told that there was a Santa though. It wasn't I I remember um one night and I think it was actually Easter coming out my parents would hide candy around the house, you know, the night of Easter and then we'd or the night before Easter and then we'd wake up and find the candy and it was almost more more exciting than Christmas. Um and coming out the night before Easter and asking my mom, you know, tearfully, is there, a, is the Easter bunny real? And she sat me down and said, no, it's not. And then we went through that whole conversation. I was like, wait, what about Santa? Yeah. <laughs> it, was you a, ch- it was a very emotional thing. Like I, one by one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, two fairies. Uh-huh. And I really remember that being kind of a, coming of age moment for me where it's like okay the certain amount of magic from my childhood is gone now and um, I I have powerful memories of that feeling of magic I remember waking up before the rest of my family on Christmas morning and going out and seeing the tree all lit up and presents under it and uh, checking to see if Santa had eaten the cookies or not Um, and so I think it would be great if there was a way to preserve or or create that kind of magic, and it, it, I, I don't. It, it doesn't have to be making up a fake person and lying to your kids about it. Um, but having
2: well, I, I mean,
3: having that that sense I, of know, magic, I, I think is is neat.
2: Yeah, I, well, I think you know, especially at this age, scholars are they love feeling efficacious, they see adults doing all these things so easily that they are really hard for them, even, you know, zipping up their pajamas is a, you know, is a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having her be Santa and hand out presents, you know, not only, you know, she's, you know, she's learning what it's like to be generous and to share and you know, not just her joy, but sharing other people's joy, and, mm-hmm. and you know, she's a very good Santa, and she's so proud of herself, as she should be. I mean, just for, her, I think for Gracie, the magic is, is you know, being being capable and 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 being good at this very special role, and um, you know, magic at our house is opening up a treasure box and and. Discovering a new letter, and the you know. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I saw you do that, by the way. That was
2: pretty cool. Yeah, I got to post more pictures because, of course, we've have gone through more letters now. You know, and it's just you know, yeah. magic is is cuddling and tickling when we're reading stories. Yeah.
1: Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, it, it's
2: uh, magical for me.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it can be fun. It can be just, you know, it can be fun just saying, hey, we're going to play a game. And, you know, here's what here's how we play the game. And it's just a fun thing. And it can be grounded. It can be grounded in reality, too. And, but the kid like I said, the kids, you know, they only care about the presence. You know, that's it. You know, I, I know that I did. I didn't give a shit about anything else. Just give me my presence. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I didn't, you know, now that I'm older, I really enjoy giving and seeing my, you know, giving my kids presents or giving my wife a present, whatever, and seeing them enjoy what I give to them and then making a meal. And then that's my fun. That's what I get out of it. And, you know, that's, you know, that that's my, uh, I guess, joy or whatever uh, of, of the season. So.
0: Well, when you were a kid, you didn't have fun decorating the Christmas tree
1: no, and making no. gingerbread
0: house? No, I didn't do none of that, too.
1: <laughs> All I wanted to do. <laughs> awesome,
2: <Doug.
1: laughs> I just yeah. I just wanted my presence and I wanted to go well tubing. I went tubing or whatever a lot. Yeah, you know, during that but yeah, I didn't care about any of that stuff. No. I mean I was forced to help decorate the tree, but Yeah, that was just kind of a thing. <laughs> so no, that's that that was it for me, man. That's it. So So, uh, so everybody had a good New Year. That's great. Uh, If you got anything to add, feel free to. But I wanted to get into this big long list of Meg here, uh, bringing up some great ideas about where you can go for either cheap or free. uh, I, you know, ideas of objective or you know, podcasts or books, uh, things that we like to check out when we're you know not uh, not doing this podcast or not not listening to your own book. I know everybody's going to know that that's one of the things we're going to recommend, but what else, where else do you get uh, objectivist ideas or thoughts or books or, uh, you know, uh, lectures and all that, that are cheap or free or, or whatever. So
2: uh, yeah, let me, let me, me preface that a little bit because, um, you know, I, as I mentioned, I, I posted this on the Ocon 2017, the Ocon 2018 um, Facebook group. And, you know, for me, the, The idea was that, you know, I have this beautiful toddler, so I have even more reason to want to promote, you know, good, rational ideas in the culture. You know, not for me, obviously, but for her. Um, Of course, having a toddler also means that I don't have the money to, like, fund, you know, the promotion of these ideas. You know, well, baby visits aren't cheap. Um, Nope. So I've been thinking a lot about three ways to promote um, romantic art and um, objectivist ideas in the culture. Um, and I think, I think I'm not alone on this. I think a lot of people are in similar situations to mine. Um, so I, I came up with the Objectivist 365 Challenge, which is things you can do every day. Um, that are free, promote in the culture, and you know some of it. It's supposed to have a, a twofold benefit. One of them is you know it it um, points you to um, you know romantic art that's free and um, podcasts and books that maybe you didn't know were out there. I, I that's another thing I've seen a lot is people are looking for art that reinforces their sense of life which as an objective is really hard to find Um, so I have included a lot of um, books you can read for free if you have Unlimited like Unromantic yep Um, (laughs) of course (laughs) shameless self promotion here Um, but you know I, I think okay it's no Atlas Shrugged I'll just Come would and say that if anyone had any doubts. Um, but you know, after reading Ayn Rand's fiction, I, for my part, I really long for other stories that capture that sense of life. So I, yeah, But I, I have a, I a so I list of, of fiction that you know that you know might just do it for you. You know, yeah, um, sort of I guess bridge the gap in between. You know the next time you read Atlas Shrouds or, you know, reads the And I show. hesitate to talk um, too much about
1: Oh, I was just going to mention real quick, I'll just let you get I'll get out of the way. But I just wanted to mention, you know, I I read it. It's really good, and it's a quick read, and uh, I found it very enjoyable. The problem, I was trying to think, well, what can I say about it that, that because it's such a short book, I don't want to give much away, and I'm afraid that I would if I yeah. talked too much about it. So, so but but it's good and it, it keeps it's it's a tight read. Um, I get the feeling that you know that it's close to the heart for Meg. Um, so but I, I think it's it's yeah it's everyone
2: very- says that and let me let me defend myself a little bit. you know yeah, um, the details are not meant to be biographical, but they are also not exaggerated. Um, so maybe they're a little bit too autobiographical, but I will also say that I've done a lot of reading of people's personal experiences with sociopaths. Um, that's not really plot-spoiling at all. Um, and it's it's alarming how similar the details of their stories are. I mean, this is people who, who if they're anonymous, right? They They don't no other victims, um, they would have no reason to suspect that this is just eerily similar from one victim to it or survivor to another. That's also, I mean, I'm totally derailing your thoughts, Corey. I'm sorry. But I, no, no, I was done. just wanted to throw that out there. This is not, No, I, I didn't write it as a vendetta or anything. No, I, no. I wrote it, I, it because I, I thought the ideas were important.
1: Sure. Well, and it's good to clarify that, you know what I mean? Because it, it, who knows? I mean, uh, but it, it I did the, th- the, the the main thing is I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm, but yet I'm afraid to talk too much about it because it is such a tight, easy read. I mean, it, it it's not long and that I don't want to give anything away, but you, sh- but you should, yeah. uh, if you're an objectivist, you should check it out. And it's, it won't take but a couple hours of your time. And, and we're helping out a fellow, um, objectivist and, and, and someone that's uh, a good friend of mine. And so you should, should, uh, should get the book. If you haven't well, already you
2: should read it. All right.
1: All right. Yeah, so I go gotta, ahead, Meg.
2: I gotta be honest. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm I'm really proud of it. I, you guys know this about me. I'm not a subtle person. Like, subtle subtlety is very hard for me, but I'm really proud of the, the similar elements of it. For example, um, when the main character is in his own brain, he never describes other people in terms of feeling words, right? So you'll, very early on, you'll notice that the doctor's, the corner of his mouth turns up, not the doctor's smirk, right? He, he can't read other people's emotions. They're not real to him. Um, so if you notice something about the description, that's what you're, what you're noticing, um, he never addresses. I mean, he addresses exactly one male character, although there are many throughout the story. He won't talk directly to to men because they're not going to give him what he wants. Um, so yeah, just be. You know, if you're, please, please do read it. Please do review it favorably on Amazon. As, as others have done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And keep keep an eye out for the subtler elements. That was that was a real stretch for me, and I'm glad with the way it turned out. Cool,
1: absolutely.
3: Yeah, and I'll 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 chime in as another voice saying uh, it was very very well done, and you did capture those subtle elements. Uh, Very very emotional, very powerful, and uh, though. I'm not an unbiased opinion, but um, <laughs> I think I hope you all can trust me. No, oh, that's to, the thing. Uh, I, people are
1: going to think we're three ninety nine and check it out. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, people are going to think we're biased, and, and yeah, okay, we probably are, but that still doesn't matter. Is get the book. It's no, good.
2: we're objectivists, and <laughs> we can give it an objectivist evaluation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's both part- <laughs> we're partisan and objective. Yeah. I'm
1: proud of it. Fair enough. So, yeah, great, great, Meg. So what other, uh, what else do you want to, what do you want to start out with
2: next? Like other things on the, yeah, so uh, in addition to um, all these books and short stories you can read for free if you have, um, you know, limit. I'm just thinking, um, you know, the challenge isn't just to, to read them and re yourself spiritually is to rate them so that this, you know, life-affirming art um, has more visibility in the culture. And I think that's going to be really important, um, it's, you know, promoting cultural change. Because art is, is such an undervalued way of conveying ideas for good or ill, and in this case, for good. Um, so, yes, read the books. And then write them. Um, mm-hmm. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your indifferent acquaintances. Um, and then oh, so I've got a list. <laughs> yes, and your and your frenemies.
3: So <laughs> I can say read it. Frenemies.
2: And your yeah. your passive aggressive, you know, yeah. buddies. I, I don't even know more. That. Um, I got a list <laughs> of podcasts. You will, listeners will definitely recognize at least one of them. Yep. Um, I, you know, there are, and then there's just, um, I made it really easy to um, email radio show hosts who have interviewed ARI experts and just thank them. It's really quick that the text of the email is there. All you have to do is click the link, paste the text, what's your name, yeah, so they, I, I try to make it as, as easy as possible. Um, and, and in general, say things that are gracious. Are you know what I mean? I, I don't think, you know, these, especially people in the media who are promoting these ideas, um, they, they probably don't get nearly as much positive feedback as they do negative. And I'm sure they're, that means a lot. Um, so, um, and I, I think it matters to them that i are such a gracious. Um, so yeah, like yeah I said, so we, a lot of, what were you going to say, Corey?
1: I was just going to say what, when we go through, like, we'll go through a list of some of the, uh, podcasts and if, if you could, cause some of these, I don't know where to find them. So maybe if you know, or maybe you just have to kind of, uh, yeah, the links you know, are in
2: the, they're not in the documents that you've seen, Corey, but they are in the. Um, there's links for everything, in the, okay. um Especially 365 talent.
1: Cool.
3: Yeah, I I uh, think it's a fantastic idea. Um, <clears throat> I I talked to Meg about this a little bit already, but, uh, yeah, if you, she has uh, things links on there to learn more, and then also links to. Um, to do th- evangelical things it, to, you know, for lack of a better word, to spread the word. So if, if you are an objectivist, if you're not an objectivist, then just don't do those. I mean, it's up, it's totally up to you. And, um, and you know, you're not you always can. going to like,
2: you still can, you still can, <laughs>
3: but I mean you're not always going to like all art by an objectivist. I, I know that Certain things that I just that just aren't my taste, um, even if they're done by an objectivist. Um, yeah, you're not obligated if you know to if you're doing or trying to do this objectivist uh, 365. You're not obligated to rate things you don't want to rate or read things you don't want to read or to like anything you don't want to like. That's not how objectivism works. So, um, but Meg has put together just this fantastic resource of. Um, of blogs, of shows, of books, um things that I had never heard of before. So
2: Yeah, and I I've really out. to to make so there's there's um things you can do every day like you know, when you're buying stuff on Amazon, go to Amazon Smile. You can't do it through your phone app. You, you actually like have to go to smile.amazon.com. But once you set ARI as your as your charity of choice, every time you go to Amazon Smile, it's, it's it's there. And it's really fun to like I was I was telling the guys before the show started, um it's really fun to like see your your contribution increase over time. My I, I think um Air Eye has made enough off of my Amazon Smile purchases to buy a couple of lattes.
0: So <laughs> yay <laughs>
2: um, but uh, and then there's there's weekly challenges and again they're they're not they're not hard um, and I always try to make alternatives especially you know it's free if you have you um, know unlimited but if you don't there's another thing you can do that's also free um, you know as well and and you know there's there's Audible books you can get if you've already got a subscription to Audible then it's, Free to use the credits however you wish, but if you don't for whatever reason, um, there are other other free things you can do for that week. Um, and I keep getting really great suggestions that even I, you know, I haven't heard of. Um, that I'll continue to populate the week. So there's lots of ways to, you know, get your ideas out there.
1: Oh yeah yeah I'm just looking at uh, your what you posted in in facebook on uh, ocon uh, 2018 just going through the um, you know the different uh, uh, options and uh, you know the weeks and all this that you have set up uh it's pretty slick um, like I've wanted to read the wise way to success and happiness too I haven't got to that one i do want to, i do want to check that out by uh, betsy Let's see. I don't. Is it speaker, speaker, spiker, spiker? I believe it's spiker. Spiker. Mm. Sorry if I mispronounced that. But yeah, um she's, yeah,
2: that, she's been at Ocon every year I've seen. So if you ever want to meet her in person, I'm sure she'd be, you know, very very happy to, you know, discuss mm. her ideas.
1: Yeah, and, and, yeah, th- that's great. Uh, you know, to get out there and just. Uh, soak up the uh, intellectualism, you know, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and then of course, you know, Ayn Rand has got a ton of stuff, you know, obviously AR, ARI campus tons of free stuff there. Uh, it's unbelievable that you can find that much, you know, like that much uh, knowledge, you know, for free right there. Uh, all of these or very little, uh, you know, Leonard's got a ton of stuff that's free on there. You have to pay for some stuff, but a lot of it's free. There's a good like mix of free and 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 pay stuff, but uh, it's not that much money if you have to pay a little bit. I, I, the way I look at it is, you know, it, it, you, yeah, it, free is great, but if you have to pay a few bucks, then just pay the few bucks and enjoy. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so, the, yeah, a lot of I things mean, that
3: used to be that used to be paid are are now free on the AR campus. It's it's really cool that they've done that.
1: Definitely.
2: Yeah, there's a ton yeah. of um Ford Horror Forum lectures that that Ayn Rand has done and and gosh, she's a, it, it's amazing that like English is her third language. She's such an amazing speaker and she I mean, not only are her idea ideas just incredibly novel, but her terms and phrases are are blessed taking it it's
0: so fun to listen
1: to her talk mm. yeah the, even yeah like her her uh, interview with uh, Mike Wallace on YouTube that's on there Johnny Carson she's interviewed uh, Johnny Carson that's on uh that's mm-hmm. on YouTube too so you can get yeah, all Donahue that. Yep. yep Donahue uh, twice that's on there you can, you, can you imagine nowadays like nowadays you go on a, a daytime talk show right uh pick one Ellen right and you see two kids, uh, or whatever, some celebrity of the week uh, pulling uh, 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 pulling something out of their asshole, uh, and they're you know doing, doing stupid games. I missed that episode of Ellen. <laughs> yeah, they're pulling. They're <laughs> literally pulling things. They're literally pulling like strings and like tubas and stuff out of their asshole, and that's that's it. And that you go back 50 years and someone like Ayn Rand was on a, a fucking daytime talk show, right? You put, you, the, when you had three channels and like you had an intellect, you had a smart, like really fucking phenomenal, uh, uh, genius that you could listen to. Now you got Dr. Phil or like Oz. These guys are just, you know, um, just <laughs> pop,
2: uh,
1: pop psychologists and just, very non-intellectual back yeah, I then. Mean,
2: I mean, I don't really remember the last time I saw a daytime television show, but as I recall it, like they, you know what I mean? They they ask very superficial questions, and I think what the interviewees are going for is like soundbite answers. Um, so yeah, not I was not impressed by the depth of conversation.
3: No, it, well, you know so. Both Ellen and Oprah live about two
1: miles from me.
3: So I'm going to go walk over there after the show and talk to them about this asshole pulling episode.
1: uh... I mean, it's just crazy, you know, or like you can, you know, cure your whatever it is. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. But then, you know, you go back just 50, 60 years and, you know, there's, you know, there was, uh, you know, Ayn Rand and and also, but then there was, there was good, you know, like Sinatra and and, you know, and, Class, you know, just classy, classic, whatever, good, uh, fantastic. You just don't get it anymore. Maybe I don't think I'm being old fashioned here. I think I'm just being like this is idiocracy we're living in almost. And, you yeah, know, back fashion. then, it, you know, it's just. My
3: favorite was the Frank Sinatra, Ayn Rand duet that they did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Class, peer class, man, that's all, that's yeah, all that I, was, I did it my way, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. there you go, uh, and then also, you know, here's another one, Meg, that I, um, I, I, I've never, it's kind of weird, I love, I love Alex Epstein, but I've never listened to his, uh, podcast, uh, The Power Hour, so, um, but where would I go to find that, can I, is that on, um, any kind of podcast app, yeah, too, his or? Website
2: is called the Center for Industrial Progress and, and I think that's dot com, but I'm I mean if you Google it you'll find it right away. Um and yeah. then um within that website there's there's Power Hour and he's he's got some great interviews. Um and there's me too. Um but yeah, yeah you, were, you know, so you I, just, sorry, you just that, to be right? clear um he the show. I mean yeah, yeah. I was talking about the chemistry and partway way through something caught fire. I mean literally that <laughs> Really? <laughs> like, oh, what you know. Caught what fire? I mean.
1: Like like literally oh, something
2: caught I, fire. I have, like yeah, literally something caught fire. You know, I was as I was doing the interview I had this candle burning in the in the kitchen. I don't know what got in there and that you know, like you can hear this smoke alarm in the back. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry?
2: I, I, I said Meg you're a disaster. Oh, yeah.
1: but he's I assuming the house survived. House I said you were disaster.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: all right, yeah. So but anyway so the house yeah.
2: survived <laughs> all, all of it none kind of it was burnt, you know,
0: irreparably. Right. right. <laughs> no. The Jurassic this Park is right. Scientists so do so I just do make things go awry. Yeah. Mess with nature, man. <laughs>
1: uh, so you were on that? Okay, good. So so we'll look for you on that too. That's uh, the Power Hour. We can Google and figure I mean, out where that is. Huh?
2: I mean, I that? you know, like there are some really illustrious people on on Power Hour. I was I was definitely. You no know, one of them. I
1: that was definitely familiar well, uh, with me. Um yeah, it's, it's Meg, huh? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. <laughs> so no that but but yeah, no, check it out for all that stuff though. I mean for all the guests I, I, I've you know, like I said, I, I haven't uh, I haven't listened to him. I read his book and I catch some of his stuff on YouTube, but not, <laughs> not that particular show. So I'll be looking forward for that one. Uh, also, uh, let's see what else do we have here on this list that is just pulling, that is just grabbing <laughs> me and pulling me You know, me in. can I can I plug something
3: real quick, Corey? Yeah, go for it. So I created a new Facebook group um, this last oh, yeah. this past weekend, uh, Objectivism Q and A, uh, and the oh, purpose. Yeah, of yeah,
2: I, I should I should put that on the on the list.
3: Yeah, that would great. Um. So the purpose of this group is kind of, uh, it's sort of, I think of it as the spiritual successor to Leonard Peikoff's um, Q&A podcast. Um, though instead of having Leonard Peikoff answer the questions, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> we're just going to kind of discuss the answers amongst ourselves. But uh, I'm yeah. hoping eventually some of the ARI intellectuals will join in and uh, every once in a while provide um, provide some insight. Um, I kind of...
2: I mean how non AI intellectuals, the people that who have gone through the OAC or just you know, really Right, Yeah, people, which
3: I I consider you know, for a long
2: time i Yeah.
3: So yeah, I, I, mean, I maybe Megan, maybe I, know, I, know the, right. I know you went through the insightful
2: things to say.
3: Right. And I know you went through the OAC and um plenty of, of other people who are are fairly active on Facebook did. Um <clears throat> so I've invited uh, kind of an initial set of people, but feel free to add others um, who you think may be interested. The format of the group is, um, the posts should be in the form of questions, um, questions about objectivism and how it applies to your life. And then the responses to those posts will be discussion and and answers. Um, And I've kind of asked one seed question about uh, whether it's ever appropriate to to feel the emotion of, of schadenfreude. Uh, which is taking pleasure in the pain of others. Mm. And uh so go to the group if you are interested in that question.
0: I and, saw that question too.
3: Uh, yeah, and and post some responses. And uh so anybody is free to ask questions, I'm I'm gonna lightly moderate it. Um but uh it's mostly just free discussion. So
1: Cool. We'll check that out. I like to you know yeah, and Gary, that's the you thing there want
2: a lot of-, of credit for the Objective 365 challenge, and it will definitely include the, the Q and A as as part of it. Yeah.
1: Wonderful, and it, I I really enjoyed when 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 Leonard had his his site with the Q and A's. I put in a bunch of questions to him. I just fucking inundated him with question after question. <laughs> I don't. He never he never answered any of mine uh i think because uh, why are
2: you so awesome
1: no because you know why because i probably was asking questions that he already answered so i like would just i I did get a couple emails saying hey you already answered this go here and so but see here's the thing is because like i came on board you know like four or five years ago and like i found leonard picas you know uh uh Peacock or I forgot what it was. yeah was. dot com I think wasn't it and I, I'm like oh my god <laughs> I can ask him questions O F F is it
3: yeah
1: and then but I'm like oh my god I can not ask this guy questions so like I I had a, like fucking a thousand right <laughs> like everything I just I just fucking every I just put in all these questions and and I think I pissed him off if he would have read <laughs> I'm sure he read them, but. Uh, <laughs> And I would, you know, stop, but I would get an email. At any saying, point, we oh, yeah, were are...
2: like, but seriously, what about the four? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. is it,
1: But I did ask him about he, Santa. Here. That was one.
3: Ah, yeah. I, that was
1: yeah. One. I, Such I, I a wide tried.
3: variety of, of questions on there because um, he's really into the, you know, answering questions on morality. And um, so he would ask everything about, you know, is having a three-way ever appropriate? Yeah. Forever moral, and you know everything from that to questions about Ayn Rand from when uh you know uh, she was alive and they were they were um buddies, It's probably not how he would describe it, but um, right, I highly well, recommend yeah. going through the podcast test ceased, but um there are, I think were seven or eight years worth of podcasts where every week he would do an episode, and then the later episodes Yaron yeah. on would would join him and um Highly recommend that. I think I learned as much from listening to those as I did from reading any of the uh, books on objectivism.
1: That helped me too. That helped me too. I liked the one where he had the best arguments for the existence of God. That was a good one. Um, mm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was uh, cool.
1: And, you know, he, so yeah, that was pretty cool. And then, But just a lot of them were just because here's the thing with me I'm kind of a rube, you know? When I when I when I find someone I like a lot, I want to know about them. You know, like what what they do on a day to day basis. You know, like you know, what do you do like on a Wednesday at two in the afternoon? You know that kind of thing. I guess maybe I'm I'm not I don't want to become off as a yeah, stalker. i i
2: except when I'm out of bubblegum. <laughs> yeah.
1: hope I don't come off as a, <laughs> I hope I don't come off as a stalker. But 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 I really do. I just want to absorb that person for a little while. You know what I mean? It's weird. I know. It's, you know, I thought I, I not, saw you in my. I thought I saw you in my front
3: yard the other day. Is that what was going on?
1: <laughs> I, I the the fake mustache didn't throw you off. Damn it! Yeah, I, I it didn't work. <laughs> uh, damn it! But so yeah. So anyway, when I first so then you know I start listening to the well after. I listened to your on and, but then I, I got into the dot com and I'm like, wow, I just listened to like every question and answer. And, uh, I would, I would, and then I would play them for my wife, you know, like she'd be sitting around. She's not in, she's not an objectivist. She's not into that thing, whatever she did. She's just is just does her own thing. But I'd be like, you've got to listen to this, you know, this question. Uh, and I, you know, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not coming up with something off the top of my head. But I would say you've got to hear this. And I'd play it and look. Uh, it makes so much sense to what you know is going on. And uh, it just, yeah, I couldn't get enough. So, you know, then I would just ask him the most mundane questions or email him the most mundane things and whatever. I, I, I'm sure he thought I was just, just a rube you know, whatever, if he anything, so.
3: Anyway. Why does this Corey guy keep asking what my favorite color is?
1: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy. And if, if I ever did, you know, like, if, I would think he would, like, he, he I, I would be intimidated too much by him, right, if, if in person to, like, you know, because I've, see, I've seen some of his uh, lectures, and he's kind of a hard-ass man. He, I've, uh, I mean, I'd be really intimidated to talk to him but uh i mean i was certainly would but uh i would be very oh, yeah, much very much i would analyze everything after the fact and i'd be like beating myself up the whole way but yeah you know, you'd probably that's...
3: be pretty sure that he hated you afterwards too
1: exactly <laughs> i know <laughs> i know i'm sure I would. so um but stewart i, I want to get you in here uh do you have any recommendations for for what a good um Source of uh, Objectivist material, podcast, writing. W- what are your thoughts? Well, one podcast. I mean, you,
0: think people do you? What? Or, or oh. that people could do that's free. What? Or,
2: or something that people could do that's
0: free and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything. Well, one po- One podcast is History Guys with Alex and Dan. So these are two historians, Alexander Marriott, who's an Objectivist, and Daniel Roberts,
2: who Oh isn't. yeah.
0: He's more of a, he's more sympathetic to conservatism and libertarianism, and they talk and they're both historians, and they talk about history and current events and how it relates to our times. Now often they often they, um, they object to how sometimes people will try to cite something from history and say, "Well, oh, this is repeating in, in today's times." You know often they, they will try to pick that apart. But I think some source of confusion is that so Alex is an objectivist. And Daniel Roberts isn't and often. Daniel will say, "Objectivism is libertarianism." He thinks they're the same, and I don't know why. But Alex never never contradicts him on that. So I think some people get confused by that. You know, maybe I should call in and nag them about it.
1: You should. And that was the one we listened to together, didn't we? Uh, uh, um, yeah, Stu. Yeah, because you yeah. you would you had messaged me uh when they were on before they they're they're on wednesdays too i think right uh i think they're on wednesdays but you you had messaged me and like you gotta check this out so i i got on blog they're on blog talk and um i got on was listening to them but they were talking about i don't know some sort of uh hurricane or something i don't remember what they were talking about but it was anyway i I didn't know i haven't listened to them enough but i i do want to you know now that you've recommended them you know uh might have to check that out and you know get more into them uh, because I'm always interested in yes, finding. Yeah,
2: send me the link if you if you remember and I'll put in the challenge.
0: Okay.
1: There you go. This is going to be a 380 day challenge by the end of this podcast.
2: Well, yeah, yeah I'm I'm hoping more people like send me more suggestions and I find more good things so you know we can have, you know. Objectivism in 365 part due, you know. Yeah.
1: There's a, there's a ton of uh, Quint Cordaire stuff on here too. I haven't read anything. I've just looked at his art.
2: Yeah, the yeah, that's another that's another thing i can put there. Just go to the Quint Cordaire um, gallery website and and or, soak it in. Or uh, okay, it's I'm sorry. Oh so beautiful. I,
1: I made a made a mistake here. So th- these, what you're describing, are his artworks, not r- anything that he's written, right?
2: No, the the um, stories are, are free short stories you can read on. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm making coffee for myself, you can it here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that you can read. But yes, yeah, he he and his wife also have an art gallery. Um. And- as long as I know, they are not themselves painters or sculptors, but they um, have found some amazing talent. And I, on air, I don't think I can do justice to just how beautiful the artwork is. There's one of, um, oh, I think it's, I think it's um Or, they, remember, it's one of these mystical characters who builds wings for himself and, and, and the painting rewrites Um, has a perfectly successful exhilarating flight.
0: Icarus. Um,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yes, well, yeah, Icarus is the one who builds the wings made of wax and flies too close to the sun. I may be thinking of a different one. Anyway, they're, they're all so beautiful. Um, actually, one of my favorites is called the self-made man and it's it's the statue of a man carving himself out of the out of the oh yeah. material. It it's it's beautiful yeah.
1: yeah that's that's what we've talked about that one before that's that's a great one yeah it's very inspiring that one i mean everybody's seen it too you you would know uh, that the self-made man everybody you google that and it, it comes right up. It, it, it's, it's cool. That's a good one. I like it. Sorry, did I interrupt your flow?
2: No, not at all. No, I was actually um, um thinking um, Stuart probably has about a million more suggestions, but I'm really eager to hear.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: me too. Uh-oh, uh-oh.
1: But we're putting you on the spot there, Stu. Yeah. Some of Stuart's writings, right? We're let's, not let's, sorry. What? What is uh, Stuart, What would be your your most proud literary uh, work? I mean, either that you've written. I, I would assume that one that you have written. Let's let's do that.
0: Oh, I don't have that any published f- fiction.
1: You don't have any?
0: At the moment, no.
1: Okay. Yes. Right.
0: That's Yet? right.
1: But so so. But your nonfiction, right? What, yeah. You, how how? What's what about that? What what about the nonfiction is? Would you say is one of your best or the best?
0: Well, I have a nonfiction trilogy. Um. I non mean, nonfiction trilogy. They called the Nature of Liberty, and it's on. It's at Amazon.com. And the first book in the trilogy is called The Freedom of Peaceful Action, meaning that anything that's peaceful, a free society lets you do. And often when I show show that to people on Amazon.com, they just gasp, like, oh, the, the price, the, the price. It's in the three-figure range because of the textbook binding. Mm-hmm. So oh, I yes,
2: I that on Amazon
0: I didn't anticipate what the price would be you know when I was writing it or when I was going through the process of sending it to the publishing house but I mean I, but I mean if that's what it takes for me to say what I think needed to be said then I'll live with that yeah so how many Especially have you get
2: it. is there any way you could um, offer like a select chapter or something for free that would be really
0: fun I'd have to talk with the publishing house about that
2: okay
1: how many pages is
0: it um the first one is about 400 pages
1: oh okay and you said you had three of them is that right is it trilogy yeah okay okay so that that would be something that would be kind of like your most proud work. I, maybe maybe not the most profitable, but the most like that's right up there for your most cherished value well, of them or. It it profited
0: me just not financially. Oh okay. It profited yeah. me in terms of utility. Okay.
1: And it got you out there, your name, and I mean because you know you got. I, I don't know if this correlates, but I mean, you have a lot of followers on Twitter and you have, I mean, when you tweet something, people retweet, you get a lot of that kind of action. Oh, um, oh that's
0: only, that's only when Mark Pellegrino, the actor retweets me. Oh, okay. I, I i recommend his Twitter account, by the way. Um, yeah. So Mark Pellegrino is a famous actor. He's from Lost. He was Jacob, you know, sort of the mysterious guy. And he's most yeah. famous now for na- the TV series Supernatural. He plays Lucifer. And he was actually in Lethal Weapon three. I think that's where I first saw him. He's the guy who Mel Gibson beats up. And Aww. and, and all doing
2: deck. he could have like everything. And he's Man, also in. Sweet.
1: This is gonna blow you guys away. Maybe he was in The Big Lebowski. Yeah, I
2: don't know if you guys that's knew right. that or not. Hey.
1: Who yep. was he? He was one of the nihilists. Yes, he was one of the
2: nihilists. No, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, the irony.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. He was one the of irony.
0: the nihilists. Wow. See, yeah. So, he, <laughs> see, he so, he that. so, you know, it's funny. So, all, yeah. a lot, so, recently, all these young women, most of them European for some reason, have been following me on Twitter, and they say they're so interested in, in objectivism. And I say, how do you how how do you hear of it? And the answer is always the same. It's because Mark Pellegrino tweeted about it. So he's been yeah. very good about recruiting people. And they, and they always say the same thing to me. to say, I was this diehard socialist, and I, you know, and I had my Che Guevara T-shirt, and I wore the silly black commando beret, you know, because I thought it was cool. And then yep. Mark Pellegrino tweeted about capitalism, and at first I was so offended, and I tweeted back at him. Manning, he explains himself, and I said to him, I was your big fan watching you on Supernatural. Now you say these evil things. I'm so disappointed in you. And He calmly explains himself to them, to them and months later, they come back and say, say, wow, I read Ayn Rand and read Atlas Shrugged, and just, just wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so he's a very good, a
0: very good recruiter. I think it has a lot to do with him being famous for something other than talking about politics or controversial things. I think first they, him. they trust him because he's familiar with his artistic work and it makes people more amenable to listening on, to him on what he has to say on other topics.
1: Yeah.
3: It, it, you know, yeah. It, it, takes a lot of gut, it takes a lot of guts to be an actor and to not be a leftist and to, and to be outspoken about it. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, that's an industry where, you know, that's famous for its blacklist. Uh, where they will not hire you if
1: you don't agree with them politically. Um, so
3: good for him. Good on him. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, I do I do follow him too. Um I don't I've been going on Twitter a little bit more because, you know, um uh, you and Meg seem to you know, Stuart and, and Meg seem to be a little more active so I, I get on there I check it out a little bit more to see what they're up to. Yeah. And so, then uh, so I'll Jonathan what's that? I'm to blame? oh no, uh, i got the, you cool that, not necessarily to blame but uh, in, it's for, for inspiration purposes uh to see what's going on with you uh but no because and then also getting into Jonathan honing more you know in his his uh his uh, little uh podcast is it a podcast he does on Saturdays? i think something like that he does a little um uh, a little show on saturdays uh an man, investment man, kind of he show get
0: hear him doing baby talk with his dogs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, it cracks me up. Uh Wait, Corey, if are
3: You're on the Twitter also?
1: Yeah, I'm on the Twitter too. Uh, it's just bomb underscore Corey. I don't have any. Okay. i fi- uh,
3: I've never, uh I've never been on that Twitter.
1: I, I, I don't have a fancy handle. It's just uh, bomb yeah. underscore Corey. I've
3: uh, never clapped before. Oh, it's, oh it's,
2: save yourself!
0: Save I can't believe yourself. he
1: does that. Yeah, well,
0: I, it's it, I, it,
1: part of it. Though is I don't know that you could have a real conversation. You know, uh, it, it, a lot of times you don't think when you someone know? tweets, a lot of times you don't when think someone real tweets.
0: Well, oh, I'm sorry. No, but
1: no, but <laughs> I have a hard time because I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if someone's being serious or being like you know, sarcastic or being mean or mad, you know, or mad. I can't tell. I can't tell tone
0: on Twitter. You don't You don't you know? think it's a real conversation when people say, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. Well, you don't well, find it intellectually that, engaging? Yeah, yeah I
1: know. It, well, it, it is, you know, that stuff is funny and, well, sometimes, but it's like, but if, if someone's like being serious with me, I can't always tell. I I can't get the tone of a of a post if you will on Twitter um, sometimes so it's kind of weird and then it's all these ads like at Megan Ribbon at Doctor Megan and then at LeGrant. you know and 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 they're all like jumbled in with your your, what you're saying right so you got I went to the store and at Yaron Brook was on and you know what I mean so it's like weird hashtag twenty twelve my brain doesn't kind of my brain doesn't work like that. Uh that work it doesn't do conversations like that. So I have a real hard time on Twitter. I, I don't always know what's going on. So that's part of
0: it. Um so yeah, what well, 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 part of the purpose of Twitter is to make the world a dumber place?
1: <laughs> I can see that. And it's working then. Yeah, it's it's doing exactly what it's intended then. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, that's why Facebook, I just prefer that, um, you know, over it, but uh, I do it just to retweet your on a lot, and like, retweet uh, Jonathan Honig, and if Meg's put something on there, I'll retweet hers, and you obviously, Stuart, I'll, but that's pretty much it, to be honest with you, unless, you know, someone says something really dumb, and I can obviously, if, I, if, it, if it makes sense, I'm like, wait a second, that's not cool, so I'll just say something about that or whatever quickly, and, or I'll just try to promote Ayn Rand, and and Atlas and that kind of thing to whoever will listen. So that's my deal on Twitter. So we'll see if 2018 brings me any more uh, Twitter thoughts, uh, you know, that makes sense. Uh, otherwise, yeah, who knows? We'll see.
2: It's not really hard to split so, Twitter with bad time jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's it. I got no follow up there. Just trying to, trying to make <laughs> a show whole.
1: <laughs> there you go Tell again, me. Meg. Remember our, our resolution? Now. That's all right. I
2: know. So far, I'm utterly failing in 2018. <laughs> hey, it's I a slow start. Like I'm you just know. gonna like make a show haul but then try to fill it, and it's like try to dig up. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. Well, all I can you know all I can say is you know that, and the show has reached a new low. Yeah. <laughs> I got to I got to get more button I got I got to get more sounds on the button bar here so that love that at It Wasn't a fuck
2: you. you well, know, that's
1: always That's always something that can happen. You,
2: know?
1: Oh, you never nice. know. You never know when Bella go, is going to get pissed off. So, all right so I guys, well, I not to
2: argue with that.
1: No. No. You, 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 you shouldn't argue with with Bella. It's a, a bad mistake, and all it's going to be is a, a bunch of, a bunch of bullshit. Exactly, a bunch of bullshit. Uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, I think we did. I think we've said it all. What do you think? Anybody got anything to add? Yeah, do, do um, we
2: go oh. so to um the OCON twenty seventeen and or the OCON twenty eighteen. If you want to join us in the Objectivist three sixty five challenge. Yep, fun. and that's an, you on Facebook. Like incorporate it with like your fitness challenges, like you send out a tweet, um, and then you do like a five by five by five workout, or maybe just like five minutes of pick or something. Yep, That'd be awesome. Yep, would be yeah, super yeah, effective and extra fit.
1: And that's on Facebook. Okay, so, and then you can follow us too, uh, or you can get into Closet if you'd like on Facebook too. In the Closet Objectivist, we're there. Um, again, we, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, everybody's got their own handle. Um, I already told you mine, and Meg's, she's out there. Just look her up, uh, unless you want to say what it is. Dr. Megan Ribbons, I believe, is the. And then, Stuart, I can never pronounce yours right. So it's. Dijon. You can. Dijon. What's that again? Okay, there Dijon. you go
0: l e g e n d r e zero zero seven there
1: you go like that like james Bond's triple uh, seven
0: yeah, this was Jones was taken all right well that's fair enough
1: and then uh what else do what else am i missing um i think that's about it So check us out on Facebook. We'll be back next Wednesday. Remember to thank the innovators, the producers, the rationally self-interested businessmen, and everybody who has made our lives that much easier and better and more fulfilling. That's what I got. And, um, yeah, anybody else got anything? Mahalo. Mahalo. And uh, like Meg said. Adios. All right. Adios, Matt. We will uh, talk to you later. Uh, what's the sign-off again? What, what's our sign-off again? Cheers I gotta to think reason. Of it. Cheers to reason? Fuck you!
2: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> Could be that, but uh, okay. Well, uh, cheers to reason, and i got to think of uh, what the heck we used to say in 2017. Um. Your life belongs to you. How about that? That's what we used to say. Remember, your life belongs to you. All right, guys. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week.